Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. I've been teaching on the clarity of the family for some time now, and it's amazing the response that we have received. Just before I... uh, came here tonight, my wife sent me some information I thought it was pertinent and relevant to what I've been teaching, and uh, it's becoming real popular, and they they call it L-A-T, the the L-A-T family. Say that with me, the L-A-T family. This is, it's popular right now, and if the culture holds its course, it's going to become even more popular, the L.A.T. family. And uh, the L.A.T. stands for living apart together. Living apart together. It's becoming very, very popular in, in our modern time. And as I said, it's likely to become more common particularly with our younger people who seem to be, um, what is the word I want to use? They look at a lot of things that anchored us as their parents and the anchors that caused them to live the kind of life they lived. They're embracing a mindset that they will be able to live better than we live without the anchors that we had. And this is one of the transitions here the L.A.T. community, uh, living apart together. Now, don't ask me what that means in its true definition because I don't know how you can live together apart. Apart means apart. And in the Hebrew and the Greek, apart means apart. And together means together. And it's becoming a popular way of living. I guess you can be married to somebody and don't have to deal with them. Or if you fall out, you can just go to your home. I do know without any revelation that the the situation in and of itself, it certainly requires more economics. You know, paying for one house is cheaper than paying for two. And filling up one refrigerator is cheaper than filling up two. But anyway, that's that I just. So let's let's get on track. The the last time I was with you, I've made a few comments and I can tell it rubs some of you a little, you know, rub your fur a little bit. But it's okay. It's still still the truth. And, and, And that is that men and women are not equal. And you cannot legislate equality. Are you listening to me? God, say God. Yeah, God did not create man and woman equal. He created them different. This is crucial. Uh, Men are spiritual. Then physical. Then emotional. 
And women are spiritual, emotional, then physical. That's why when she's not feeling it, this is crucial. It sounds simple, but this is crucial. In other words, if you don't understand what I've just said, you can be looking at your spouse expecting them to act like you. So, so when, sisters, when you're emotional and he's not emotional, it does not mean he doesn't care. It does not mean he's not concerned. And it does not mean that he did not hear what you said. What you said emotionally. Are you listening to me? And you get ticked off because what you said emotionally, he shows no emotions. So when he shows no emotions, you think he didn't hear you. So you say it again. Then if you keep saying it, because he's not emotional, he's spiritual and physical, he's calculating, how can I fix what you said? And while you're standing there emotional, waiting for him to get emotional, you get frustrated because he's not emotional. He gets frustrated because you keep repeating yourself. So he gets frustrated and walk out the door. And because you're emotional, you say, there you go again. Can't deal with nothing. Always running. Every time I try to talk to you, you just leave. That's why I don't like talking to you. That's why I don't tell you anything. Because you just run off. But what you fail to understand, sisters, he's not running off. He's planning. He's calculating. And he's getting away from everything, including you. From interfering with his calculation. This is critical. You're mad because he don't act like you. Sisters, you don't want a man. No, let me put it another way. You don't need a man. Jesus. Women are spiritual, emotional, then physical. This is critical for you as married for as singles before you get into it. If you're praying for the Lord to make him like you, your prayer isn't going any higher than the ceiling. You don't want God to hear that prayer. And if you're praying that God will make your wife more like you, you don't want that brother. You don't want a woman who's spiritual, physical, then emotional. Just like she doesn't need a man who's spiritual, emotional, then physical. God made us different for a reason. I'm trying to get somewhere tonight. 
in Adam, all of humanity existed. Is anybody here? If, if you're here, say amen. Yeah, you came from Adam. Every one of us here and those who are watching around the world, we all were in Adam. God, not Eve. We were all in Adam. And when God, could, God of mercy, looked at Adam, for the first time he said, it is not good that Adam, man, be alone. Why? Because alone, what was in him couldn't get out. All right, you, are you with me now? Because the culture is fighting this, the new culture. Uh, come here, Minister Orphy. You see, no matter how much we feel for one another, what's in me, he can't get it out. I'm trying to, I think our kids are in children's church. And even if he could have get it out, it wouldn't do nothing. Because if he could get it out, it wouldn't have no effect. Since you two pastors, would you, you uh, would you, yeah, would y'all walk this way, the two of you, just real quick. That's good enough right there. Face the camera. What was in Adam, two women couldn't get it out. And all of humanity was in Adam. So when God, thank you, all three of you. So when God looked at Adam, he said it's not good for Adam to be alone. Why? Because what's in him, you and I, the world, couldn't get out. Oh, Jesus. So God said, it's not good for Adam to be alone. I will make him a helper. Oh, Jesus. Not a leader. I will make him a helper. Would you come here again, please, sweetheart? I will make him a helper or helpmate that is suitable for him. Are you listening to me? I could go on, but, but I'm trying to bring a point. You see, I was walking around with Jonathan in me. And you never would have seen him if she didn't get it out. Good God, thank, thank you so much. Jonathan, who's back in the video department, every service that you don't see most of the time, he wouldn't be back there making sure everything is right for his daddy up here. if she was not able to get him out. 
because he was in me. But because God made her suitable <laughs> to fit to fit me. Not everybody fit me. When we got together, she got Jonathan out. So I don't want to upset certain communities. But read between the lines. If you're with somebody, I don't care how much you say you love one another. If you are both the same, you can't get nothing out of each other. Oh, Jesus. Two males can't get nothing out. And two females can't get nothing out. And God said it's not good. Man, this is good teaching. Go to Genesis 4. Did this help anybody at all? This is crucial. If we don't go any further, you have to understand this. Women are what first? Spiritual. What else next? Emotional. Next. Women are what? Next. Next. Come on, I eat church. Women are what? Next. Next. Men are what? Next. Next. Men are what? That's why when things are not going well in the marriage, men still want to do it. Now, there's no kids in here. You ought to understand what I'm saying. But because she's not physical after spiritual, she doesn't want to do it. This is crucial that you understand it. You literally can be falling out because you want to do it and she don't want to do it. Because you think when you want to do it, she should want to do it. She will do it when you want to do it if you understand that she is spiritual, physical. Correct me now. Oh, she's not? She's spiritual. She's emotional. Come on now. So the potential for us always falling out is always present. And because he is spiritual, physical, emotional, and she is spiritual, emotional, and physical, the, the potential of falling out over stupid stuff is always a possibility. And if you don't understand what I'm teaching, it can become such a frequency that you can literally contemplate divorcing or leaving each other. And at the bottom line of it is just that you don't understand that you are different. Oh God. How many of you want to do better? How many of you want to grow in the things of God? That's why God gave you the spouse you got. They're helping you to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Come on, you saying you got all the fruit? Show it to your spouse. 
Ooh, Jesus. Come on now, you're talking about you a spiritual super duper. Show the fruit of the spirit to your spouse. I'm not talking to somebody on your job. I'm talking about to your spouse. If you're that spiritual, if you're talking to God as often as you say you pray, then let's see the fruit of the Spirit manifest towards your spouse. Ooh, Jesus. It's getting quiet on me, Jesus. Did I say Genesis 4? We'll see if that'll make some noise. Genesis 4, look at verse number 1. Now, Adam, come on, read it. Now, everywhere you read in the Bible where it talks about somebody knew somebody, a baby was born. Come on. All those genealogies and begots, 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 those are babies. Now, Abraham knew Eve, his wife. Come on, church. Every time the Bible talks about a man knowing a woman, a baby happens. I knew Donna. Are you listening to me? Justin happened. Don't get all funny on me. Your mom and dad knew each other. You know, we thank God if they knew each other right. Because there are consequences when you know each other wrong. And I've been there, done that, I'm still paying the price for it. Ooh, Jesus. This is helping somebody. My responsibilities were not relinquished because I've done it wrong. But because I repented, Based upon the word of God, God said he, his grace and mercy would be extended and he would give me the grace to walk it out. Sound like I'm not the only one he's given grace to. And now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. I don't have time to go into this, but Adam knew Eve which means they had relationship, and from him knowing her, Cain came on the scene. And Cain is the reason to this day we have all of these wicked countries and wicked cities all over the world. It's because of Cain. It all started with Cain. Every wicked city that we have today comes from Cain. The Tower of Babel, those wicked, those were Cain's kids. Are you listening? The Babylonians, those are Cain's kids. The Sodomites. <laughs> Jesus. Is this helping anybody at all? So every time the Bible talks about, and he knew her, a child was born. 
I wish I had time. When it talked about, and Joseph knew Mary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez, they can't handle this because he knew her before Jesus was born. While she was carrying this holy thing. Let, let, let's, 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 let's look at somebody and say your family, your marriage is under satanic attack. And while we're playing, the devil is serious. And Satan wants your marriage to shipwreck. And one of the main ways he causes your family, your personal life, or your, your, your marriage, or your relationship to shipwreck is to always get you out of place. Because whenever you find your place, the devil will fight you. Are you listening to me? Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Familiar passage of Scripture. I need to move faster. Ephesians chapter 6. You should already be there. Verse number 12. This is real, saints. This is real, Christians. This is real, brothers and sisters in Christ. God wasn't playing games. The Holy Spirit wasn't just fooling around, speaking through people to give us the word of God. These are truths. And, and most Christians just, just, they just, they're just playing, almost playing church. While the devil is serious. And he's out to cut you off. If he can't kill you, he certainly is working overtime to make sure you don't enjoy what all God's made available. Through people who are teaching and preaching false doctrine. And I'm going to go on record. You can listen to this false doctrine about tithing is not for today. And I'm telling you, it's going to mess you up eventually. Because you got what you have because you tithed. That's what you said. You said you honor God and God honored you. And now you're out in the middle of the river, and I don't care who says it. You, you back away from that principle, and it won't be long. Your stuff will surely dry up, slowly but surely, because seduction is always subtle. You can stop tithing if you want to and think things are going to stay the way it is, you're only fooling yourself. Are you listening to me? I'm not teaching on the tithe, but the tithe that you already know was before the tithe. As a matter of fact, Adam and Eve tithe. They got in trouble because they messed with it. Tithing was in the garden. Out of all these trees, everything that's in the garden, you can do whatever you want to do. But this tree, 
Leave it alone. And some people today in the church are jacked up because they're messing with the forbidden fruit. The tithe never is yours. It always belongs to God. And this false doctrine that's trying to gain momentum, at the end of the day, the real thrust of it is that the devil is trying to shut down the work of the kingdom. That's what's behind it. The master deceiver. Are you listening to me? And it's hard to help somebody when they're deceived and they have embraced it as truth. You better get away from them. I'm not just talking off the top of my head. I'm telling you the things the Lord has spoken to me at three or four in the morning. That they think it's going to be the same for them, not honoring me as it was when they were honoring me. Is this good? The battle today is for the family, the home. The battle today is for the family, for the home. And this world system is trying to redefine what God created. I shared with you in the earlier teachings that God is the architect of the family. God is the creator of the family. And no one can define what family is but the one who created it. Are you listening to me? Is this helping anybody at all? So the battle today is for the family, the home. So a lot of families today, they're living in continuous strife. I mean, there's some families that are living in continuous strife. Continuous confusion. Continuous division. Continuous contention. And all of it is caused by Satan. And I shared with you in former teachings that Satan wasn't always Satan. He was Lucifer, an archangel. But when he was full of pride and decided that means that Satan had a will just like you. Are you listening to me? That means Satan had a will just like you and I. And he looked at God and he wanted God's position. And he, he, he maneuvered around, around glory to where he seduced a third of the angels. That's why you got to get away from people whose spirits are wrong. You can't hang around folk who don't agree with what I'm teaching and think you're going to stay the same. Are you listening to me? And I'll tell you to your face, if you don't agree, go. But don't mess with us who agree. I know what tithing has done for me. I know what serving the Lord has done for me. I know what finding out the authority that I have in Christ Jesus, what has done for me and my family and this church. We're not going to fall out. Just go somewhere where you agree. But don't stand in my face and be phony. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't act like Satan being a deceiver. Because you'll hurt yourself.
Paul was the same way, but God forgave him because Paul was persecuting the church, but he thought he was doing right, and God had to deal with him. And then Paul talks about, after his transformation, he talked about the grace that was extended to him because he was ignorant. But there are some people who do things, they're not ignorant. They're sowers of discord among the brethren. And God said, label them. Ooh, Jesus. I said, ooh, Jesus. So, so we're not going to fall out. I'm teaching from my teachers that I agreed with. I agree with Dad Hagen. I agree with Dr. Leroy Thompson. I agree with Dr. Roy Hicks. I agree with uh, 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 theologian Johnny James. I agree with these great men of God. I agree with uh, uh, Pastor uh, uh, um, Apostle, I know, Apostle Frederick Casey. I agree, I agree with him. That's my great mentor. I agree with Mrs. Spires, who is one of my great teachers. I agree with Sid Grabney, who's going on to be with the Lord, who God used him first to teach me how to give. And it changed my life. And now that my life has been changed, I'm not changing. That man taught me how to give. Before that man started teaching me how to give, I was raised up where you, where you paid your dues. We used to get in the 10 $20 line. They didn't hear nothing about tithing. Preachers scared to teach it. God, education is still broke. Because God only promised to prosper you when you tithe and give offerings. He said, then I'll open up the windows of heaven. Then I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's a promise. And that principle has not changed. If a man sow, he shall also reap. And know this, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. But you can't sow bountifully unless you got a clean heart. Ooh, Jesus. So I'm not looking for ways not to give. I'm looking for ways to give. Because God said he'll give seed to a giver. Hallelujah. Is this blessing anybody? So, so we're in a spiritual warfare. Don't get offended, you intercessors. But prayer is not the only thing you engage in in spiritual warfare. And you have to be careful about prayer because you can spend a whole lot of time in prayer thinking that you're in spiritual warfare and all you're doing is asking God for something that he's already given. Boy, I said a powerful thing. If you're not careful, you're spending 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and hours in intercession asking God for something that he's already given. So you're waiting on something that's already here. He said, behold, I've given you power. I've given you authority over all the works of the devil. And by no means shall anything that the devil has to offer will be able to hurt you. 
if you exercise your authority. You have the keys. And whatever you bind, it will be bound. And whatever you loose, it will be loosed. So stop asking God for something that he's already Stop asking and take it. And the reason Satan attacks your marriage is because Satan hates love. He hates love. He's everything but love. And the reason I think he attacks it, Minister Jones, is because love is the first of the fruit of the Spirit. So he attacks it. Come on, church. Because if he can get, if he can get you messed up in love, all the others won't matter. How you gonna be long-suffering and you don't have love? How you gonna be kind and you don't have love? How you gonna have joy and you don't have love? How can you have peace and you don't have love? How can you be long-suffering and you don't have love? Come on now. How can you exercise in goodness? You don't have love. How can you exercise in faithfulness? And you don't have love. So he attacks love. Are you listening? So the only way to win in this spiritual warfare, somebody said, well, what is, what, what is spiritual warfare? Spiritual means non-physical. That means that there's something against your marriage, against your family, that you cannot physically see with your natural eye. And the devil loves it <laughs> when you don't believe it. Because you're not believing that there's no devil, you're not believing that there's no demons, does not stop their existence. And he loves it when you go to a church that don't teach this. Because he knows if you don't know this, he can just rush shot in your life because he knows you don't know how to cast him out. How can you cast out something that you don't believe exists? And because you don't believe it exists, you fight each other. Thinking that if you leave her, if you leave him and find somebody else, that when you get with them, the devil is going to leave you alone. Only to discover you've jumped out of the frying pan into the furnace. 
Lord, if I'd have known what I know now, I would have stayed. Tried to tell you (laughs) that it was spiritual, not physical. Warfare, spiritual warfare. Warfare, you military people know, that's just conflict, fighting. Warfare just simply means combat. Spiritual warfare, warfare, which means it's a war. And while you're playing, the devil's serious. In some marriages, they can't get along for three days in a row. They can't live three days without conflict. Boy, I'm just hitting nerve. It got quiet. They got quiet on our e-church. Mary can't live three or four days being unified. Always something got the house jacked up. Because they're failing to realize, or they realize, but they're failing to act that we're in a spiritual battle. And the devil does not want you to stay with your spouse. And the only way, say only way. How many want to win? Put up both hands if you're serious. The only way you're going to win in this spiritual warfare, in this spiritual battle, is you must be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. Now, I'm not the judge, but you know if you're playing or not. You know if you really are a doer of the word. Everybody in here does. That don't mean we're perfect. That don't mean we don't make mistakes. But we know when we're serious. I'm serious about this thing. Do I make mistakes? You're Rudy Tootie right. But I'm committed in trying to live a life that pleases God. And God knows it. And so does the devil. So I don't get out of this pulpit and, and go partying afterwards. I don't get in the car and on my way home smoke me a blunt. Are you listening to me? I'm not drinking a shot of Chevy's Regal. Are you listening to me? I'm not smoking on the side. I'm talking about smoking dope. I don't cuss when you're not around. The truth of the matter, I don't care if you heard me cuss. The one I don't want to hear me cuss is God. So I don't have no pressure from you trying to live right in front of you. And then God seeing something else. Are you listening to me? I I don't change my voice. You you haven't heard me change my voice. I don't get up here and no Lord and all gone and then go home and and my kids asking my why mom why is dad changing his voice? Because it's the same. Me singing the message don't make the devil run. It just makes it hard for you to understand to understand what I'm saying. (laughs) 
Is this, is this good? So, so the last time, my time is gone? It is? Well, stand to your feet. Boy, they refuse. <laughs> I've been passing this church 30-something years. Man, I asked everybody to stand to feet. Not, I mean, none of them moved. That's the first time they ever did that on me. Like they didn't hear me. The devil is alive. <laughs> Please stand to your feet. Please, 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 please. Stand to your feet. I promise if the Lord says the same, we will wrap up this message this coming Sunday. You don't want to miss it uh, because I left you at a place about father. Father simply... Uh, uh, it simply means, or family simply means father's house. And I, I, I don't want to leave you there because I'll leave a door open for a male not to act like a man. And just because you are a male doesn't give you a right to govern and to direct a family. And just because you are the man in the relationship does not give you the right to tell the family what to do. And I want to show you in the word of God. Oh, my. Oh, my. Do we have any married men here? Can you cook? Do we have any sing? A little weak. <laughs> Because I said something that I want to bring some biblical clarification to. Because of the Western culture, and by and large, we try to understand, interpret Scripture from a Western mindset, we get off many times. And uh, the pressure in the Western culture is that women are to cook. <clears throat> Can't find in the Bible. Boy, the sisters are getting on board. Get, give me more, Jesus. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the musician want me to move to something else. <laughs> There's a reason why in the South, by and large, people go to church. Be hard-pressed to go down South and find particularly people of color who don't go to church. And you'll be hard pressed to go down south and find a brother down south who can't cook. <laughs> Some of the single sisters are looking at me like, that's where I'm going to get my man. <laughs> Most of the time down south, when there's a big family gathering, it's the men who cook. <laughs> you ought to see your faces. So we're going to clear up some things next Sunday. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. 
Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.